In the uh, verses that on the, the, the new song that Sylvia brought to us today, there were these words at the end of each verse. In you and you in me. And, you know, as, as Charles was mentioning about uh, doing these studies from the Sermon on the Mount, which deal with the very essence of the Christian faith. Well, this is it. In you and you and me. And I want to tell you a story that we heard some years ago. Some of the old timers here, like uh, George and Therese, and you will remember John Garlick, uh, who used to come to our conferences and tell us many wonderful stories. And it was about 18 years ago he told us this story. It's a story about two small baby eagles. And uh, they were living at the top of a tree. And uh, of course there was a mother and a father. But something happened uh, whereby first of all the father left them. And then the mother left them. And, and these two baby uh, eagles, eaglets, were left there on their own. They couldn't fly. And uh, they had no food. And they looked down the ground below and think, no, it's too far to get down there. And so they said, what can we do? The situation was getting worse and worse day by day. And eventually they realized that there was no other way. They had to somehow get down to the ground. So they eventually sort of jumped out of this nest and came down. Fortunately, they didn't die. And although they were a little bit uh, hurt and injured, they managed to get up and started walking along the ground. And as they're walking along the ground, they noticed that there were some turkeys coming towards them. And these turkeys looked at these two little eagles. And the chief turkey said, well, you look very hungry. Mm. They said, no, 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 we don't have any food. And so the turkey said, don't worry, you, you come with us, we'll give you some food. And they said, where do you live? They said, we don't have anywhere. Don't worry, you, you can come and stay with us and be part of our family. And so these two eagles came and just lived with the turkeys. And uh, they learned to speak like turkeys. 
And they learned to eat like turkeys. Even though they found the food a little bit difficult to cope with, but they, they got used to it. But they weren't happy. And uh, some days they'd go out and they look and they see all these birds flying around. And they thought how wonderful it would, it would, would be to be able to fly like this. But every time they'd look up, the chief turkey would say, no, 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 don't look up there. They're wild, they're vultures, they're, they're, they're no good. Anyway, they began to grow up. And one day, these two, tur- these two eagles are walking along the road. And they come to a tree. And they see there's an owl sat there. One of these wise owls, you know. And uh, the owl looks at these two eagles and says, who are you? He says, we're Turkish. He says, but you don't, you don't look very happy. No, 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 you see what's going on up there, all these birds flying around. If only we could be like them. So this owl says to them, he says, if you look over there, you'll see there's a pool. Full of water. Go over there and tell me what you see. And so one of the eagles goes over and looks in the water. And the owl says, do you see a turkey? No, 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 I see an eagle. And the owl says, well, that's the trouble, you don't know who you are. What can we do? He said, look, you've got wings. Wings that they had never used. And they said, look, if you begin to practice to use your wings, you're going to, you, you can fly. At this point, the, uh, the Turkish showed up. <laughs> and they said, what are you doing? No, 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 don't, you, don't, you stay with us, you're part of our family. But of course, as the eagles began to flap their wings, they realized they could fly. And off they flew up to the sky. It's very hard to be what God did not intend us to be. And it's possible that in our lives people might hold us back. But you know, God wants us to, in a sense, be like these eagles. And in particular, to know who we are. And to realize what is God's plan for our lives. And what is that plan? And that is that God wants us to put us into Christ. And that's what gives us identity. 
Եվ դա է նշանակում մեր այդենտիթին, մեր ով լինելը։ In fact, uh, it also gives us security. But it's a tremendous blessing to realize who we actually are. Sometimes meet Christians and they seem to be very defeated people. They seem to lack confidence. They don't have certainty. And very often it's because they don't realize who they are. They don't know what is their true position in Christ. What is the place that they have in Christ? So we're just going to talk very briefly, because I know it's hot about this today. But if it is true that God has put us in Christ, it's very important for us to realize who Christ is. So that before we think of ourselves, we think about him. Because if we look at ourselves, we're going to get discouraged. In fact, sometimes if we look at others, we get discouraged. (laughs) But God wants us to clearly realize who is Christ. And so what we're going to do is we're going to read just a a few verses from one of Paul's letters that tells us who Jesus is. And that's found in Colossians chapter 1. And there's a few verses there, 15 to 20. If you look at the far left-hand side, You'll find it there in English, obviously. And uh, but we're also going to read it in Armenian as well. And so, perhaps we'll read it verse by verse. Then uh, would that be all right, Vana John? Verse by verse. Okay. So verse 15. He is the. This is talking about Christ, of course. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church, he is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. And 
For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. And through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. These are some wonderful verses. Because they want to show us the supremacy of Christ. And also the sufficiency of Christ. So before I think about myself, and my relationship to Christ, it's important to be reminded about who he is. So, for example, in some of these verses, we've read uh, in verse 16, it says, in him or by him. And it says that all things were created through him. And it also says at the end of verse 16 that they were created for him. So that in terms of creation, Christ is supreme and is also sufficient. You see, in verse 16, twice it says he created all things. And in verse 17, again, it's repeated twice. He is before all things. In him, all things hold together. Because it reminds us of what John says when he begins his gospel. In the beginning was the word, everything was made by him. So praise God in terms of creation. Christ is supreme and what he does is complete. It is sufficient. But also in terms of salvation it's the same. He is supreme and sufficient. Look at what it says in verse 19. It says, in him again, all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. Then it also says in verse 20, Concerning what he has done, it says there that he has reconciled to himself all things. So in terms of salvation, he is supreme and also sufficient. It's complete. Because he reconciles all things to God. So we see here Christ as creator and redeemer. And what's the purpose of everything? The end of verse 18. 
That in everything he might be preeminent, he might have the first place. He might have the supremacy, one of the translations says. He might be supreme in my life, in your life. In my family. In my church. Christ might be supreme. So these, these are wonderful verses that tell us so much about the glory and the supremacy and the complete work of Christ. Well, who are we? Well, if we just look at the next two verses at the top there, verse 21, it says, and you. So having talked about Jesus, now it's talking about us. And it says that uh, in those two verses that we have been, we've been reconciled to God. And all this has happened not just through him living here, but of course through his death upon the cross. But in chapter 2, there's a, almost an incredible statement. It's difficult to believe. And that's why we're going to read uh, Vonna John from chapter 2, Verses 9 and 10. Let's just read them first of all in English. In verse 9, it says, For in him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily. Now this was very similar to what we read in chapter 1, verse 19. What is 19 So it's almost saying the same thing. The fullness of God is found in Christ. One verse 19 and 2 verse 9. But look at verse so verse 10 in Armenian, what does it say, Bonajan? Do you realize what this is saying? The word fullness is is being used here to talk about the fact that the fullness of God dwells in Christ. But then it's also saying that if we believed in Christ, that fullness is also found in us. 
You have been filled in him. That's what gives us identity. That's what makes us like eagles and not like turkeys. Because we want to fly with this wonderful truth. In the old, I don't know, maybe the Armenians saying the same thing, but in the old English translation, it says that you are complete in him. Mm-hmm. I mean, this, this is incredible. It's almost unbelievable. To think that because we've been united with Christ, that, that we are complete in Him. I mean, what else do we need? I mean, we can close in prayer and go home. And, and just praise God, we're complete. You know. how important it is to realize who we are and that's why in the rest of these verses which you won't read but in the other verses it keeps using this expression in him in him in him in him I mean in verse 11 it says that when it talks about circumcision about the spiritual circumcision that's taken place. It's in him. And in verse 12, he's talking about baptism. Which is a picture of what's happened to us. That we've been buried with Christ. And when Brother Edward does the baptisms here, he likes to use this picture. And he says, I, I bury you, you know, you're now dead. <laughs> and raise you up as though we got to this new life in Christ. Not that it actually happens when we get baptized. Not that it actually happens when we're baptized. But baptism is a picture of what happens to us when we become followers. As Jesus died on the cross for my sins. So I died with him. They buried him. We're buried with him. And as God raised Jesus from the dead. So he's, he's raised us up in Christ. And he's given us this new life. Praise God for who we are. So, so what's, what are we going to do? What's our response? But it's very simple. Just three things very quickly. In verse 23, it says, it says that we are to continue in the faith, stable and steadfast. That's our response to what God has done for us in Christ. And the fact that we are in him and he's in us, he wants us to continue steadfast in the faith. 
ուզում է մեր հավատքի կյանքի մեջ հարատևենք կանգուն ձևով and then secondly the next one is found in chapter 2 verse 6 it says as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord so walk in him actually what does that say in Armenian Bonner John chapter 2 verse 6 blessing to realize that you know if i've been united to christ դրանից ավելի մեծ առանձնաշահություն գոյություն չունի եթե մենք միացած ենք հիսուս քրիստոսի հետ yes i am in him and he is in me yes իր մեջ եմ նա իմ մեջ է then wherever i am whatever i'm doing he's with me ուր որ լինեմ ինչ որ անեմ նա ինձ հետ է mind you um, that has um, something very positive շատ դրական է but uh, it could also have something negative as well but sakale batsasakan mi tesilke lunena tsuitse lunena if christ is with me all the time yete hisus christos misht ints hete do i want him to be with me all the time ashtok uzumem misht im het lini every place i go ur vor eshtumem na ints het lini whatever i do I remember some of our young people maybe I've shared this with you I don't know some of our young people uh, did this some years ago like a little play you know and um, there were two people and one was playing the part of a Christian and the other was playing the part of Christ Եվ մյուսնել Հիսուս Քրիստոսն էր։ And we were all sat here. Ամեն ստած էինք այստեղ։ And uh, these two young people they, they did it themselves. It was very good. They were walking around the church. Այս երկու երտասարդներ եկեղեցի շուրջը քայլում էին։ And the Christian wanted to show to us what it is a tremendous privilege to have Christ with us. Եվ Քրիստոնեան ուզում էր ցուցադրել մեզի ինչ մեծ առանձնաշահություն է ունենալ Քրիստոսը միշտ մեզ հետ։ So wherever the Christian went this other person was with him, you know? Ուրեմն որ Քրիստոնեան երթում էր But then this Christian wanted to uh, go somewhere and wasn't too sure whether it would be appropriate for Jesus to go with him. Ha, bas Christonian verch vercho uzume meteg eshtavor mtatsme artyok, chiste vor Christosn el hetas ait tege ga. So he says to the Lord, he said, "Excuse me, uh, there's somewhere that I'd like to go to." 
Well, all of us that were in the church that day, we soon understood what they were trying to say to us. We think of the dangers of the day in which we live. And I speak to myself as I speak to you. Those times when we're alone. Maybe my wife is not in the home. The, the computer's on. Computer The things that are there on the internet. Internet Films that are being shown. I might think I'm alone. And of course nobody else there. But wait a minute, where's Jesus? If we really believe that he is with us and that we're in him then it means that he's there. And that's why the Bible tells us to be careful not to grieve the Holy Spirit. And there may be places that we go to or you can, things we want to do that perhaps not that are not glorifying for the Lord. So there's a challenge there for us, especially in these days in which we live. Right now there's a Christian leader who's in prison. Because he downloaded stuff that he thought nobody knew about. He thought nobody knew. So there's a danger that, that faces all of us as Christians. In fact, I don't know whether you notice this or not. But to show you how the, how the Lord speaks to me, in verse 22, you may notice that in my own, this is in my own Bible, I've underlined three words. Because why has he reconciled us? It's in order to present us holy and Blameless before him. And the Lord has been speaking to my own heart about this word uh, blameless. That makes sense, Armenia? Yeah, yeah. And John tells us that, you know, we don't know when Jesus is going to come again. But if he was to come today, as John says, would we be ashamed at his coming? We might say, Lord, please don't come today. There's a few things I need to sort out. A few things I need to do. But, you know, the, but we don't know when he's going to come. 
And he wants to present us holy and blameless before him. So first of all, what are we supposed to do? We are to continue to be steadfast in the faith. We're to walk in him. And then the next verse, chapter 2, verse 7 says, we're to be rooted and built up in him. Where we're to uh, just to allow ourselves with the help of the Holy Spirit to, to really grow in the Lord. You see, in verse, chapter 1, verse 27, you have these wonderful words where Paul says, What's it all about? What's the hope that we have? And it's these three words. Christ in you. But that's only the beginning. He wants us to grow, to become mature in Christ. And of course part of the problem was that in those days, even like today, people were still like babies. They hadn't grown. But in verse 28, Paul says, look, this is, this is, this is, this is our work, this is our business. We proclaim Christ. And we warn everyone. We teach everyone so that we might present everyone mature in Christ. So three times he uses the word everyone. It's not just for a few. Paul's goal was that everybody would become mature in Christ. Verse 29 tells us that he just uses, he says, I'm struggling with all the energy that's possible that I might be able to achieve this goal. Mature in Christ. Remember that uh, Paul tells us in Romans 8 that the whole plan of God is to make us like Christ. And Paul uses the same words when he writes to the Galatians. He was very upset with them. And he writes them there in verse 19. He says, I am again in the anguish of childbirth. Until Christ is formed in you. The anguish of childbirth. Of course, we're praying for our own daughter right now. That she will start this childbirth anguish. <laughs> Louise. Yeah, she's 10 days late. And... Uh, well, hopefully it might start by tomorrow, but we don't know. And uh, you ladies know what's, what's, what is the pain of childbirth. Mine, I've also experienced it as well. 
remember when I was in Canada. And was taken ill. No, I was. With kidney stones. And I was, I felt I was dying. And they say the pain of kidney stones is very similar to the pain of childbirth. Anyway, please pray for our Louise that she'll have a safe delivery in these next couple of days. Would you see, Paul is using this word here in a spiritual sense, obviously. He was like a mother to them. He brought them into the world. And then what was happening? Some of these Jews who become Christians were causing problems. They'd gone to this church in Galatia and they said, how did you become Christians? And they said, well, somebody called Paul was here. And he told us that if we believed in Christ through God's grace, we would become saved people. And then these men were saying, okay, and what else? And they said, uh, excuse me, what do you mean, what else? What, didn't Paul say anything else? No. What? Eh? He didn't? He didn't say anything about circumcision? And they said, uh, excuse me, what is circumcision? I don't understand this. You mean Paul didn't say anything about keeping the law? No. Oh, Paul only brought you half the message. Oh, there's so much more you got to do. And so they, they were really complicating the faith of these early Christians. And so Paul writes that letter to them. Are we complete in Christ or not? If we are complete in him, then all these other things that are being added are just useless. All that we need is Christ and him alone. And just as we saw in those other verses, just as Christ is sufficient in creation and salvation, so he is sufficient for us. He is sufficient for us. He is the one that says, I am. <laughs> what is your need? I am. He is our joy. He is our peace. He is the one that brings these blessings into our lives. Because we are in him and he is in us. Yes, there can be difficulties and problems. And Paul experienced that many times. But God spoke to him and said to him, Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. 
Աստված հետը խոսեց եւ ասեց իմ շնորհքս բավարարեք ես համար So Paul says in that case I'm willing to I want to experience your strength even in my weakness. Դրա համար Պողոսարակյալ ասում է ուզում եմ ես իմ տկարություններից մեջ քո զորությունը տեսնեմ And Paul realized the radical nature of this message Եվ Պողոսարակյալը ըմբռնում է այս պատկամի ճշմարտությունը And so he says something that doesn't make sense Մի բան է ասում որ գուցե մեր խելքին չպարկի He says as sorrowful people yet we're always rejoicing. Տխուր մարդիկ ենք, կարող ամենք տխուր մարդիկ լինենք, բայց միշտ ցնծում ենք. We are like poor people. Աղքատների նման ենք, but we're making many people rich. Բայց հարստություն ենք տալիս շատ ուրիշներին. We have nothing. Ճունենք ոչ ինչ, but we got everything. Բայց ունենք ամեն ինչ. That It doesn't really make sense. I mean Paul, what are you saying? I mean if you got it or you don't have it. As far as this world is concerned. They had nothing. They were poor. They were sorrow, so, many, so many problems. Շատ դժվարություններ ունեին, տխուրեին. Everything changed. Ամեն բան փոխվեց. Always rejoicing. We're making other people rich. And we got everything. Because in Christ we have everything. Did not Jesus say that to us? I'm the vine, you're the branches. Remain in me and I in you. Without me you can do nothing. Arans ins vorevitsem mi ban chek karoganel. Without me you could do nothing. Arans ins vorevitsem mi ban chek karoganel. So therefore Paul says I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Ait patcharov pogosarakel asme yes amen ban karogem anem vorevetev Jesus Christos zoratsnum eins. So as we close Are we Are we turkeys or are we eagles? Turkeys are those who remain on the ground. They don't fly. But it's interesting that even the Bible uses the picture of eagles to talk about us. And it says, As we wait for the Lord, we will soar up and fly like eagles. But it only really happens when we realize who we are, what is our identity. Let's not allow other people to hold us back. Or to despise us. And to say you're nobody. But let's allow this truth in Christ to set us free. I remember many, many years ago, maybe George or Charles, remember, there was a, a bishop, I don't know what his name was, a bishop who came to our meeting. We don't get many bishops, but he was a bishop anyway. And uh, he preached, and at the end he invited people forward for prayer. And he just said a, just one sentence to every person. Be free in Christ. 
be free in Christ. And as Jesus says, if you know, if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. <laughs> praise God for all that God has done for us in Christ. He is supreme. He is sufficient. And where are we? In him. So he is sufficient for us. Let's pray. Just a few moments of quiet before we pray together. Mm. Let's rejoice in the fact that, yes, Christ is supreme in all that he is and all that he has done. And all that he has done is complete, it's sufficient. And he wants the first place in our lives. Who are we? If we have believed in Christ, then we are in him and he is in us. We are complete in him. May the Lord help each one of us to see in a fresh way that position that we have in him. And to realize that it is out of that union with Christ that we are to grow and to develop. To continue in the faith. To walk with him day by day. To be built up in him. So that we'll become mature people in Christ. Father, we do thank you for your grace and your mercy towards us. Yes, we know that we were in sin. We needed reconciliation. But we thank you that you have sent Christ for us. So that not only is creation complete in him, but also salvation is complete in him. And we thank you, Father, that when we turn from our sin and believe in Christ, you put us in him. Lord, if there's anybody here today for which this is a new truth, help us to realize it's not Christianity that changes us. 
is not membership of a church. But it's our relationship with Christ that's the key thing. And Lord, for those of us that are followers of him, we ask Lord that you will help us to grow in him. To walk with him day by day. And not to do anything that's going to grieve the Holy Spirit. And we ask, Lord, that you will so change our lives that, as Paul mentions time and time again, we become more and more like him, conformed Father, thank you that just as the work of Christ was sufficient in creation and salvation. So he is sufficient for us. And we ask, Lord, that you will help us so that this truth will really set us free. So that like Paul, we can say, yes, we may not have much here, but in Christ we have everything. And I can do all things through him who strengthens me. We praise you and we give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.